Good morning and welcome to everyone joining us today for Tree Talk episode 191 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Again, so much to look back on. Limerick are, are back in the All-Ireland final. The Camogie team reached the knockout stages. The ladies footballers are in semi-final action this weekend. And we also have the first round of the Senior Football Championship to look back on and also the second round to come this weekend. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression of the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Out there from the world court today. No more about him. made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Carroll Curry. Curry leaving the charge of the left today. 45 minutes out. He's in charge to score. He's winning the ball. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> A fourth All-Ireland final in five years to look forward to, Matt. Uh, I suppose it's kind of hard to believe when you look back a few years, just I suppose the growth of this Limerick team, well, that's exactly where they are, and it was a very eventful weekend across all codes, really. Yeah, I, I think you've been kind to me there now, Jack, in, in, in so far as when, when you say looking back, because I, I happened to be there in 1973 when, um, when Limerick won that All-Ireland in Croke Park on a, a fine, damp day it was, and... Um, Quite honestly, you know, you, you've got to pinch yourself and, and to, to believe that what's happening and what's unfolding in, in front of our eyes, like it's it's just something, it's something that you dream of and um, it's something that you, you, you honestly think is for other counties like Kilkenny's and the Corks and the Tipperary's of this world. But we're up there emulating him now, Jack, and by God, um, you know, we, we love it. We love it, and we're not we're not keen to part with it anytime soon. No, we definitely aren't. And I suppose we will look back on that Galway game in full as we go along here. And also, we'll start briefly looking forward to Kilkenny, but we will have a full preview to come next weekend. But it was a very busy weekend. Like obviously, uh, the Kamoi team reaching the quarterfinals and the start of the senior football championship. It was straight into, I suppose, the ticket things when I when I came home. Uh, it was a delayed flight, so I was a bit late into Ballygrand, but straight from Dublin to Ballygrand. For the football and we're really into the spring of summer now aren't we we're, we're really into the spring of summer and i i know what you're getting at now belly landers and belly steen so <laughs> you might as well get it you get it off your chest now from the start well this is this is the gloating corner now so get your bit of glow i have uh, we, we start with... off, off off your chest we started in Vegas that morning, but we we were in Belly Grand. I missed the start of the game, as I said. But we'll look, we'll talk about the, the senior football championship in a while. But like with so much to get through, we'll we'll start with the hurling, obviously. And it was a test. It was a real test. Um Limerick were really put to the pin of their collar. And I suppose they were six one ahead after five or five or eight minutes, we'll say. But Galway had a lot of wides, and once Galway kind of clicked, it was real pressure on for Limerick. But it was a brilliant test to get. And once again, like you, you can't rule out John Kiley's men because when push came to shove and the likes of D Dave Reedy came on, I know Keen Lynch and Peter Casey came on as well, all stars, but it was 
Dave really, really swung the tie, but brilliant for Limerick to get such a good test. Absolutely, Jack. It's 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 ideal. It's ideal. Winning winning a semi final by a big score and winning a, a semi final without a test isn't one bit of good. It isn't a bit of good to anybody. And um, like I, I I for one wasn't at all surprised by the Galway test because like Jack, if you recall when we went back at the very beginning of this. Uh, of the championship when we when we did um, a pre-championship podcast, you know, I for one anyway felt that that the biggest challenge to Limerick would come from Galway, and um, uh, they, they, they they seem to be physically and otherwise. Best and um, Galway will obviously be, be very very disappointed to have lost the game. Now Limerick got Limerick got a flying start and. Um, during which time Galway were hitting a few wides, you know, that, that in the end proved costly. But it has, you have to, and I t- you touched on it there at the start, you know, you've just got to admire um, the reservoir of resolve and um, that, that's in this Limerick team and the resilience that's in this Limerick team. And, and um, you know, um, and you mentioned as well the players coming off the bench and, and they, 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 they made a huge, huge difference. But um, look, it, 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 was, it was a game that we were looking to get over, I, I would think. And on, in hindsight, it was the best possible preparatory game that you could get for an All-Ireland final. Yeah, definitely pushed to the pin of their collar. And look, you had, you had said it at the start that Galway were a team that... Not that you'd be fearful of that could put it up to Limerick, um, I suppose, size and strength. And when you think about it, in 18, there was only a point, you know, in 20, there was only three between them, you know, like, so it was never going to be, I suppose, the walkover that people are making it out to be. But I suppose. I, Jack, I, Raf and I were discussing that particular narrative, and I, I, I just don't know what the basis for it was, because as far as I was concerned, there was no basis whatsoever for it. You know, yeah, that, that was pie-in-the-sky stuff. And that was people getting carried away. Yeah, definitely people getting carried away. And I suppose Limerick had won four in a row and Galway had lost in the Linster final. But I suppose Limerick have been caught at semi-final stages before. And and uh, we've had some brilliant days. We've had four semi-final wins in the last five years. But you'd, you'd still remember 2013 against Clare when you came in as Munster champions and 14 against Kilkenny when you pushed them all away. And semi-finals are there to be won. At the end of the day, regardless of win by a pint or win by 20 points, you know, that's what they're there for. Um, it's great to have the crowd back. You know, it's, it's hard to imagine that it was a bigger crowd than it was there for last year's All-Ireland final. But the roar of the crowd, having Peter and Keane to come on, obviously gave him a huge lift. But again, it was the likes of Dave Reedy and Conor Boyle and Cahill O'Neill. And we had said Limerick's um, squad depth for the last four or five years has been, I suppose, exemplary and they always make contribution. but with kind of players coming through and the injuries, that squad depth was, I suppose, brought back a bit. You know, a lot of those lads that came on were starting, whereas it was full show that when Limerick have their full squad, they have the best squad in Ireland, bar none. And it was the subs really that made the telling difference. Absolutely. There, 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 there isn't a question about that. They, they, they have an absolutely fantastic squad that stretches right even into the extended, in, in even into the extended panel, Jack. Um, so, so, some wonderful players down there, and it gives you an idea of the challenge 
um, that the teams have to, to match up to Limerick and and knock them off their pedestal. And like it it was put to John Kiley like that. Um, uh, and I suppose you know he accepted. Um, he very clearly said that it was par for the course. You're all Ireland champions, and you know counties raised their game to 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 play Limerick. Um, there, there isn't any doubt at all about that. Um, we saw it in the Munster final. We, we you, you know, although I'm not so sure it was as, it was as evident last week, um, because I, 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 I'm convinced that Galway are a very good team. Yeah. Team, Jack. I'm convinced they need that little bit to, to, to get over the line. Now, what that little bit is, I, I, I'm not so sure, but um, um, they're, they're there or thereabouts. But, you know the the resilience that Limerick showed in the Munster final was 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 just just absolutely second to none. Yeah, no. And um, you know, if you, even if you go back a little bit further, if you go back to the Tipperary team, um, and, and this is no disrespect to Tipperary, this year's Tipperary team was not rated. You know, and they came to the Gaelic grounds and through sheer persistence, heart, um, they made life difficult for Limerick for for more than three quarters of the game. Yeah, and Waterford, Waterford, did the same in 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 the second round in in the Gaelic grounds. Now there was a perception there that 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 um, uh, at the beginning of the championship, I which was something I I could not subscribe to for one minute that it was going to be a Limerick Waterford All Ireland final, yeah. and and. Um, uh, that, that that second round game was billed as a monster final, uh, the first of three meetings. Monster final rehearsal, All Ireland final rehearsal. Where is you know? Um, personally, I I was of the opinion right from the start that I felt that Waterford would struggle to get out of Munster if they'd get out of it, you know, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm... like people people are getting notions. I I. I, I I don't I, I don't know. Like I think we should stick with reality. Oh yeah, we should definitely be sticking with reality. And I suppose people do get them notions, but at the end of the day, for whoever is playing Limerick, it's their All Ireland final because you'd imagine if you can get past Limerick, you know, you're you're beating the best team in the land. And you alluded to that point there. So I do think every game Limerick are going to get is going to be a very tough game. Now Kilkenny are very interesting side and. Don't want to dwell on them too much, but you know they haven't met in three years, which is kind of crazy to think because Kenny have won three Lancers in a row. It's not like they've just awoken all of a sudden. But you're looking at the 2019 game, Limerick were the farm team in the country. They'd won Munster, they're defending All Ireland champions, and Kenny were kind of written off. That narrative has probably changed now with the manner of Kenny's performance and I suppose how far Limerick were pushed. That. Beforehand, you would have said, oh, Limerick will win this at the canter. But now people are understanding that this is another really tough game for Limerick. Yeah, there, there, there's an awful lot of people think that it's an awful tough game because, first of all, it's Kilkenny and um, the, 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 the perception going around that it, it, it was super performance um, uh, against Clare. And it was, you know, for all practical purposes, it, 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 was, it, it, it was a fine performance. But like... Um, Closer analysis, you know, throws up slightly different picture, Jack. In 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 my opinion, you know, but um, obviously we'll be talking about that next week. 
um, good opposition, very, very formidable opposition. Like you, you, you're taking on, you're taking on the most successful manager in the game's history. Um, you're taking on a superb team of hurlers, and you're, you're you're taking on a tremendous, absolutely hurling tradition. So when you have the confluence of all those three, you know, um, you know, you 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 have you 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 have a, you have a job on hands on, on on July the 17th. Yeah, I know, I'm sure we'll touch that next week. But the only thing for Limerick is they've nearly always given their best performance of the year in the All Ireland final. Like I mean, in 18. They blitz Galway and like Galway came back into the game. That's fair enough. They scored maybe two, three in injury time. But like Limerick had that game won after 65 minutes or so. Um, 2020, 30 points to 19. And then last year was the most comprehensive final performance we've ever seen. So that does bode well for Kylie and his side. But again, we'll look into that uh, next week. Golf- it bodes very well, and you know it bodes very well, and things are beginning to to to, to come into place at the right time, and in in in, in fairness, it's nothing more than the man. A lot of challenges to meet over over the year, over the last twelve months, with the injury to Peter Casey, um, with with the injury to Keen Lynch, and there was a couple of sending offs that were there that that robbed him of players for key games. So, like you know, he, he's entitled to get a break, like everybody else, and um, have have a full hand to choose from. And I suppose having a full hand to choose from in in these circumstances and the circumstances of the current Limerick squad, Jack, um, brings with it one hell of a headache that there isn't there isn't a tablet that was ever made would have cure. It's um, it, it's a fantastic headache to have, but you know um. As he as he made the point to us during the week, and you were there with me, Jack, when he said it, like it it it's it's about himself and his management getting it right as well to get into calls right on the day. Yeah, and I know it's probably a pointless exercise for us to be, I suppose, making hypothetical situations. But if it was you, and I've asked you this so many times, if you were at the helm, um, look, we saw Keane and Peter probably they weren't at the levels they were at last year, which is fair enough because they were training really hard last year and getting game time. But they'll have another two weeks. They'll have the experience. I suppose the mental side of it will be, we got out there, we didn't get injured, we're ready to go. Like, Keane is very different because he has actually started games this year. But for, P- for Peter, it'll be 12 months. Or well, the bonus 12 months since his last start. Like, do they start? You know, does David Reedy come in and start? Or how would you go about it? I know we're not seeing him in training or whatever, but... Yeah, look, Jack, I, I, I just don't honestly know. And you... you 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 factor into the mix as well that Keen Kyle Hayes has readapted to playing in the forwards. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You know, you know, after he... a few shaky performances, um, where where he clearly was, you know, not that he was bad, but he, he was he was trying to find his feet in 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 back in his old environment. Um, but like he 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 just didn't get the man of the match for turning up last Sunday. You know. Um, yeah. I I I thought he, you know, he was really back to the to the type of form that we had become accustomed to him in in back in 2018 as a centre forward. So, like uh, you know, where are the vacancies? I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, that that is very that is very true because if if Keane Lynch comes back in, John, he's centre forward, like Kyle. Is probably second or third now in team sheet wherever he is. You know he's that high up in the list, so that's 
there's a lot of rejigging that would have to be done. Um, before the game, I would have said I'd, I'd like to see Kyle back at seven. But as you said there, you know, he's, he's put that an extra bit of headache there for John Kiley that, you know, like if he goes back to seven, now would it take him time to readapt there? Because he's, as you said, found his feet yeah. at 11, you know. Yeah, but then then Morrissey has given him given given John a headache too with his consistency at seven. Yeah, so, and also like he, he can play at three as well, you know. So like. yeah, <laughs> like, but he, I I I don't know any place you you put in Dan. I think he, he will adapt and be consistent. You know, that's that's his trademark. I think you know because he has been remarkably consistent since moving out. Like it's a huge jump. Like you you know you're playing wing back and you're asked to go back full back. And he adapted there so seamlessly and picked up two all stars, and and should have picked up three. Make yeah. no mistake about it. Jack, we're not going near all stars. Stay away from no. them. Well, like um, Kilkenny have been known, as was Brian Cody has been known to kind of pluck these fellas from obscurity for all Ireland final day. Could we see something like that for Limerick? Could you see? I don't know, Keane Lynch maybe inside and full forward or corner forward or something, or, you know, like Dan Morrissey moving to the forwards and a Kyle back. You know, like, you, you don't really know, as John said, like, it's up to the management team to get it right. But, look, that's the, the nature of the job. You won't know till the final whistle if it was right. And it could be right and Kilkenny could come up with a big performance. But it's good to see that Limerick have so many options again. Uh, fantastic, Jack. But don't ask me to pick the first 15. No, we won't. Look, we'll let, we'll let John and, and Paul and the lads pick that and they've never gone wrong with us so far. So, what I, will my say, what I will say is, and you kind of alluded to it there um, with the kind of injuries to Peter and, and Keane there in the forwards as well. Cahill O'Neill had picked up an injury. He obviously had the, the red card to Garod and things, whether it was deserved or not. But there's been a lot of kind of fluctuation in the forward line. Yeah, and... Well, Jack, it needs to be mentioned as well. Barry Murphy has been through an awful yeah. lot to get back, get back mm. into the groove. Darren O'Connell is out injured, out injured. Yeah, you know, Brian O'Grady, um, Brian O'Grady is injured. You, yeah, you know, the, the, these have re reduced, and like certainly Brian O'Grady was certainly showing. I, I thought through the monster, through the monster cup, and 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 in 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 the league, so. Um, like these guys, you know, they're they reduced the options and they they they're a loss. It's great. I'm delighted to see Barry Murphy back. You know, Barry 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 Murphy, in my opinion, would probably be a starter in most county teams, Jack. Oh, he would definitely. We saw him when he came on last year against Cork and immediate impact. But what I was getting to there is, would say Nicky Quaid and the six backs, and this was William Donoghue and Darren to an extent, but more so the back unit have been the star of the show. In, in yeah. my eyes, I was running through. I know you don't like all stars, but potential all star team like you'd imagine Barry Nash is a certainty, one of the front runners for the year. So is Darren Burns. Sean Finn was imperious again at the weekend. Declan Hannon has been brilliant. You know, Dan Morrissey and Mike Casey, who have swapped positions. Like, you know, the, the backs have really got Limerick this far. You know, Aaron Gillan has been superb, obviously, and Shane Sanigan had his day, and Kyle had his day, and so has Garrod and Tom. But it's been the it's been an effort of the backs that have got Limerick this far, I think. Well, Barry Nash has been absolutely superb, and you know, I I I would be surprised and disappointed in equal measure, and I don't just don't want to be jumping the gun at this stage if Barry Nash isn't shortlisted for player of the whole of the year. 
he's been that he's been that good. He's been that effective. He's been that influential. He's he's made that level of impact. And we made the point right through it, and it was pointed that John Kiley played him through the, the through the. Um, uh, he was just one of the few senior players that he played during the Munster Senior Cup. Yeah. He, he nominated him as captain and he led from the front. He was outstanding in those games. So, and and he he has brought that form right into the league on a consistent basis and has, if anything, upped the level of performance that he showed in those early season competitions in the championship. He's, he's at his very best at the moment. And, you, you know, if you look at his history, Jack, it's it, it's a it's a phenomenal story. Um, yeah. he, his history is um, that that um, you know he started off as a forward. He, oh, yeah. he was transitioned. He was trans, transitioned back to half back, and uh, and when when it was when it was necessary two years ago, when when um, John Kylie had to fill two holes in the full back line. Um, yeah. When when Mikey Casey and Richie English were out, he seamlessly drifted back into cornerback. Once they drifted, he was seriously seamlessly put back into cornerback, and he he adapted there from from the get go. Yeah, like he's, like been, he's been phenomenal. Barry, Barry, Nash, Barry Nash to me is an absolutely superb hurler, you know, and um, a lot of the time he's 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 um, his contribution is under understated. And oh, underrated, definitely. but I, 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 don't think we can state state enough the, the the importance of Barry Nash to the team. I, you know, um, uh, I, I, fantastic player. I, I honestly think the way he's played right consistently through the the championship in particular, game on game. Like if you're looking for a hollow deal, he's a candidate. Yeah, he's definitely a candidate. Uh, when you talk about underrated, there, I still think Declan Hannon, even though he's Captain three All Ireland winning teams and four Munsters. I still think he's underrated. Just I don't know if there's anyone else that could play that role for Limerick. Obviously, Richie Reid for Kenny is doing a good job as well, but there's levels to this, and Declan is a level ahead from what we've seen. We're talking about Hurler of the Year there as well. For me, it's kind of between Nash, Burns, and Aaron Gillan. And at the weekend, yeah. Aaron became Limerick's record ever scorer, and it's it's not something you're going to dwell on now because you would imagine Aaron, who's 26 this year, has a a good few years left in him. He's only 28 championship appearances. That's how I took him. But we have a question here from Sean T. And he says, if Glenn has a good game in the All-Ireland final and Limerick win, he will be harder of the year. I, I'd, I'd agree with that from what we've seen. But on Aaron Glenn, like six points from play, Mark and Dahi Burke, who is probably the best fullback of the last 15, 20 years. You know, like when Limerick needed a forward to step up, it was Shane O'Shaughnessy in the Munster final. But had been Glenn up to that point, he did it again. And, he was just unmarkable at the weekend. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely fantastic, you know, and a fantastic contribution. And he scored three goals and forty points in the championship so far. Yeah, and a lot of that has been from play, like as well. You, know, because you, the... you, you, you mentioned Dermot Burns while ago. Dermot Burns has scored thirty-one points in the twenty twenty-two senior hurling championship. He's he's a wing back. Yeah. It's it's phenomenal, Jack. It's yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. It's uh, that's off the charts, you know. Yeah, like, like Bonzi, just... Bonzi and fairness Tim is, is is in the form of his life, you know. Yeah, you know he, he is. I think look, there's a, there's all those different players again. I'd imagine are going to get nominated for all stars. We're 
not in the business of all stars. It's it's grand to talk about them, but it's it's all about winning all Ireland finals on the day. And look, Limerick are, are yeah, winning. We, 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 we look after the all Ireland final, the all stars. We look after themselves, and they look after themselves anywhere, as we, as we know. Yeah, they do. But um, we're nearly twenty five minutes about that game. You could talk a long time about it, but it, it's in the past now. It'll be fully focused for Limerick. But one thing I will say is we're recording this on a Friday. Limerick played last Sunday. There is a huge, there's a really quick turnaround, you know, for the players. Um, thank God there was no knocks because you'd imagine if you pick up a knock in a semi final, you're gone from the final the way the nature of it is. But you know, it's starting to slowly build. Um, obviously, 2018 was a really special occasion because it had been so long, you know, but now. It's still a hugely special occasion, but it's different that there's probably a different <laughs> pressure because Limerick will be <laughs> favourites and they've won it and they're going for three in a row. You know, there's a lot of narratives different than it was four years ago, but thank God we're going to well, have a full there, crowd there, there, There's a couple of things that feed into it this time that make it special is there's a couple of scores to be settled with Kilkenny yeah, from 2014 and, and, and from 2019. And dare I mention it, of course, it's special because... You're going for a historic three in a row. Yeah, and that will kind of separate you from you know, kind of a lot of the chasing pack, you know, like that Tipperary team. I, don't, I didn't even do back-to-back, but that Tipperary team with the kind of naughties under Liam Sheedy, you know, never did back-to-back, um, even though they won three in, what, 10 years. Like Limerick will go for three in three years. It'll be alongside the Brian Cody team of the naughties. Um, Absolutely. Tipperary actually, Jack, haven't done back-to-back since 64, 65. Yeah, like you'd be off the top of my head. I know obviously Kenny Cork and Tipper have done it, Galway did it. Was there any other teams that have done it back to back? Not to mind the three in a row. No. You know, Galway, like, so did, it are, in the, Galway, Galway did it in the late 80s. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Connor, so Connor Hayes captained them to back to back All Ireland's 88 and 18. 87, 88 was one of them, and it's either 87 and 18 or 89. I think it was 89, um, because wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, actually, yeah. It was 28 years when they won it in 17. Chanty's in again there. Um, like that, mm. He's making the point, 1973 was the last time we beat him in a final. You know, like we hadn't beat him in any sort of game until 2018 after that. Um, and before that, it was 1940. Like, so, Limerick meet in a share of finals. Like, they don't really seem to meet outside of finals. You know, well, like, that, um, that's, that's the point, Jack. That uh, um, the next point I was going to make. Um, uh, this 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 is going to be the tenth final meeting between Limerick and and Kilkenny. And the score to, at the moment is four each, and Kilkenny were awarded the nineteen eleven final, or Lim- Limerick were turfed out of the nineteen eleven final. They had beaten Galway um, in 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 the semi final very handsomely. And um, uh, they refused to play the final because there was there was some issue with, uh, with fighting over a venue, and um, Tipperary were nominated to replace them in the final. And Kilkenny duly beat Tipperary very narrowly now. Yeah, well, John no, Joe Kennedy. John Joe Kennedy is just saying that it's eighty-seven and eighty-eight for Galway. That 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 that, that is correct. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I knew eighty-eight was one, but. Memory Jack and age, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but look, um, as you as you're pointing out there, it's it'll be bragging rights as well, like not only for for Sunday but for the year, but also that uh, it'll go to five four. And like in hurling terms, it's not often that we have the upper hand in an overall stakes with Kilkenny to so long. 
as I said, it was 45 years without beating them in a championship. But it's it's a really exciting game to look forward to, um, as all Ireland finals are. But it's just, it's, you're talking to people now and, and there'll be a huge scramble for tickets. That's just the case with all Ireland finals. But you're going to have double what you had last year. You'd imagine it's going to be easier for people to get tickets and to experience it. And you'd be hopeful that people have been going to games, you know, will get their tickets. There's always going to be a few more and that's, that's fair enough as well, but it's it's a really it's it's building nicely. We obviously had the the pro am in a day or on Monday and Tuesday, and that showcased all that's good about Limerick. And you know, I was following the, Absolute, the absolutely. And the lads got their their day out. Obviously, the the picture of Grod Hegarty and Tiger Woods, and he's a huge Tiger Woods and golf fan. So that was brilliant for him. But now the focus for the Limerick players and the Limerick population is is next Sunday. And even talk about it now, you get excited. It just they're really special days, Matt. We like we had my first. Was... Absolutely, it's a special time for Limerick, as you say, with the pro am coming in between the All Ireland semi final and the final and all that sort of thing. Um, it, it, it's just it's just happy days for Limerick, and um, yeah. long long may it continue, Jack, because we were long enough out of the limelight. But you were mentioning there if if Limerick beat Kilkenny, they'll go five four ahead of them. Um, <coughs> I, I I I think we'd probably be the only county. Except possibly Tipperary, that will be ahead of Kilkenny on the head-to-head in All Ireland finals. Yeah, I say even even Tipperary should they, they suffered a share of them. At the end, I suppose they they got well, their own back they, in ten and sixteen uh, and nineteen. I suppose there, there, there was a spell around the fifties, sixties, and seventies when Kilkenny couldn't buy a win against Tipperary. The forties, fifties, sixties, and seventies. There was over forty yeah. years when Kilkenny failed to beat Tipperary in the championship. Yeah, it's hard to uh, believe, but, it, but it, it happened. Yeah, well, look, we'll be worried about it, about our own. What I will say is to you, will we have any more, I suppose, special fans in attendance? We had Phil Murray and Adam Scott with their Limerick jerseys on. And it's brilliant, again, to showcase Limerick that these... Adam Scott is one of the best golfers in the world, and Bill Murray, like everyone knows, who Bill Murray is, a, a famous mm-hmm. actor. You know, it's great that JP is bringing these, these people along to support Limerick, but will we have anyone new in a Limerick jersey? Don't know. <laughs> I was thinking that if I think the the British Open is on next weekend, um, we could add Tiger in, in the green jersey, but I don't think now, unless he misses the cut, obviously on yeah. Friday he could get um she warned into Crow Park. Another question here from Sean T. Matt, and I'll ask you: Do you think Keane will start? Um, I do. But you're I not going to say you don't. You're not going to say instead of who or where. <laughs> I'm not. Don't ask me where what the vacancy is. But look, the the, the simple fact of the matter is, and um, uh, like you have two times hurler of the year, 2018, 2021. You know, um, you, you look the, the, the what Keen Lynch brings to the team, Jack. You know, you just simply he's he, he's indispensable. Yeah, I, I think. The, I think. And, and like, if, if if you go back to the All Ireland Finals, Jack, go back to the All Ireland Finals in particular. He, he's unplayable most days, but he, when he goes to Croke Park and All Ireland Final Day, he's unplayable altogether. Yeah, <coughs> uh, ask, ask him, ask him down in Cork, would they play him? Yeah, that's the thing. I think he'll start. I feel like we could get kind of. Um, you know, something new. I think we could maybe have him in the corner or something, uh, like as you mentioned and Sean T is saying there as well about Kyle Hayes playing at 11 and, and played so well. You know, there's, there's so many options, but we might part the hurling 
the hurling for a while. Um, if anyone has any comments or questions or anything, we'll you can ask away, and we'll get to them in a while. You want to say something, Matt? Before we go, just before we go, um, um, Jack, it's slightly related to hurling, but um, Amanda won an All Ireland with Limerick in twenty eighteen. We'll be defending another All Ireland come the first of August. Um, Colin oh. Ryan. Yeah. You know, possibly one of the forgotten men of hurling. You know, fantastic hurler in All Ireland, under 21 and in All Ireland, senior medal winner. He won the Puck Friday last year over the Cooley Mountains, and he will <coughs> he will be defending his title on the Monday, the bank holiday Monday, the 1st of August. And we want to wish Colin all the very best with his preparations. Um for, for for the coming weeks for that final and let let's let's hope he'll bring back that trophy again to Limerick. Yeah, uh, obviously a brilliant hurler in his, his own right. And he was part of the team in, in nineteen. I just saw a picture during the week and he did an interview and you can he did it with the GA.ie but we have it up on our page as well if you want to listen. He was obviously mm-hmm. played with so many of those players and he brings up that that interesting narrative that 2014 All Ireland final lost at himself, the likes of Keane Lynch, Sean Finn Peter Casey, Shane Sonnigan, they all played, they all lost, and it seemed to be the driving force because within a year, they had won a 21s at Ireland, and within three, they had won a, a senior at Ireland. So it's an interesting you brought up Colin there. But look, uh, that's the 1st of August. Oh, really. yeah, I mean, one, of, one of the game's nice guys, and um, we, we, we wish Colin the very best of luck now in, in his preparations and the very, very best of luck on the day. And I, I, I have no doubt he'll give it everything. And um, yeah. he was a convin- he was a convincing winner last year. And, um, you know, it will take a lot to wrestle that trophy away from Palace Green, I'll tell you. Yeah, it'd be great to have all those All-Irelands uh, resting in Limerick come the end of the year. Um, I suppose moving into just into Komogi, it was a brilliant weekend as well for, for Limerick. And it probably went under the radar because of, of the, the men's. But uh, it wasn't for... She was player of the month, but for the first time I'd say this year, it wasn't just Cueva Costa show, and we will talk about Cueva in a minute. But the nature of that win o- over Antrim, where a lot of players, like Sir Beckett Lee and Cueva Lyons as well, as Cueva Costa look on the scoreboard and caught them with really vital scores. And we had talked at the start of the year that Kenny and Galway were obviously, you know, they were free hits to an extent, but there was real pressure on then. And to go three from three for John Lillis' side after falling to relegation, Says a lot about the, I suppose the, the confidence of this side, but the strength in character to lose the first two and know their backs against the wall and come out and do the job, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, Jack, I, I, I had the privilege, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it is a privilege of seeing of seeing the first two of those against Offaly and Down, and the privilege because of the way they went about their business. Like when they met awfully in the third round over in Capamore, there was absolutely immense pressure on Limerick. They were meeting the side that a couple of um, that what six or seven weeks previously had sent them down through the relegation trapdoor in the league, and yeah. um, they, they were coming into the game with 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 um, on on the back of two defeats against Offaly, oh, sorry against um, against Galway and against Kilkenny, and they knew. Were they to lose to Offaly, it was going to be a second relegation scrap of the year, but this time in the big one, the championship. But the performance that day, Jack, was at, from 1 to 15. And it, it was the whole approach, uh, as, as as I said in the last cast, you know, that, that really, really uh, made me feel privileged to be there. They really put it up to Offaly because, like, 
it's hard to describe um, the intensity of the pressure that was on Limerick Jack. Yeah. You know, it it was so make or break, and John John Lewis, you know, and it was on the back of eight defeats between the league championship and Munster championship, and you know, it it, it was the first, you know, the first thing he said immediately when we met him after, you know, that um, it's great to be given an interview after 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 winning a game. I've been giving them in losing games all season, you know, and um, like the, the the turnaround continued. Um, against Down, and um, it, it was a game with a difference. Um, down, Down um, raced into a nine points to one lead. Now they they had um, an, an advantage of not a very not a very influential win, I would say. Claire Keating made a stunning save at nine one, at one nine to one, practically out of reach. Um, Limerick went down, and the two Cuevas contrived. Um, to um, conjure up an excellent goal, which was finished by Cueva Castello. And um, Limerick came back on the day. It was a day in which Limerick scored 2-11 and Cueva scored 2-10 of it. Yeah. You know? And um, But you got the sense, you got the sense going to Antrim the following week that um, the momentum was right. They were going in the right direction. Um, yeah. But you, wor- you worried rightly worried um about where the scores were come from were going to come from were Quiver to be held or whether Quiver picked up an injury or anything you know were we a one trick pony when it came when it when it came to to scoring but by god that question was answered in Belfast in emphatic circumstances when we had six players got on the scoring sheet which yeah. was which was fantastic including two 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 of the girls that came off the bench um, Michelle Corton and Lizzie Boylan um, uh, coming off the bench and, and getting getting vital scores. But, you know, like the down game, that game was only three or four minutes old, Jack, when Antrim were up by 1-2 to no score. And you said, heck, here goes. The good work of the last two two um, two weeks is, 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 is gone. But you see, there were... Um, there was a different type of pressure on Limerick in 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 the game against Antrim. Uh, in the first two, um, you you just had to get the win to get away from the relegation scrap. But now, when you were going to Antrim, you were out of that. Um, you 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 were quite safe. But there was a new pressure there that you had gone so far, and you know why not go the next step and and make it through to the quarter final. And they did an excellent job, um, an excellent job, Jack, in 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 getting over the line. They they, they scored the last five points. Um, you know, Rebecca Lee was in absolutely fantastic form, but um, th- that doesn't surprise me because I, I thought she was very very influential in in the comeback against Down the previous week. Now she didn't get on the score sheet, but did an awful lot of work. Did an awful lot of important work. Did an awful lot of good work, and. Um, you know, with 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 with, with Rebecca now and the two Cuevas, you know, so suddenly up front, you know, so, so suddenly we're posing to be a bit of a threat again. And yeah. um, look, I'm really looking forward to the Saturday week, Jack. Tomorrow yeah, week I... when they when when they when they play Waterford in the quarterfinal in Tullus, I'm and I'm I'm really giving them a shout. I'm really yeah. giving them a shout. 
it's um it's kind of a change. <coughs> Look, we said they needed a break, you know, and it's that's probably a break there because they're not faced with Galway or Cork or Kilkenny or yeah. even temporary things. Then they're faced with a team that yeah. Waterford have pushed on in recent years. There's no doubt in that. But like Limerick on their day will go in with huge confidence and. You know, when you're to, to no disrespect, when you're playing the big teams, you're probably going up more hope than confidence. Whereas now it's going to be, we can definitely beat this team. And as yeah. you said, it, it'd be a nice way to start the weekend. You know, if it if would, we, we, we beat Waterford in the Munster Championship in Waterford last year, Jack. Yeah. You know, and way through you know, to the finals. So. And, and there's, there's the carrot of getting to a semi final, which is huge. A semi final that this year is going to be played in Croke Park. Yeah. You know, we've, we've so, seen the like, hurlers, we've seen the footballers break a long way to playing Crow Park. Yeah. Hopefully, we can yeah. see the Camogie team do do the same. So, so Saturday week is is, is laced with uh, you know with, with with targets to go after. You know, semi final plays played in Croke Park. You know, Limerick team back in Croke Park for the first time since twenty fourteen. That's a nice ring to check. Yeah, and look, we'll we'll talk about that game more. But for now, I suppose the moment kind of belongs to Quiva because look, you can't, I suppose, dismiss a national honour like that to be player of the month. Um, for a team like Limerick, that would be probably seen as low enough in the pecking order. You know, a lot of time these awards go to a good player and the best teams. For Quiva, she nearly single handedly pulled him through the first game, and then look, she had her, her teammates sent to, to help her. And obviously, their the defence is always helping. Mm-hmm. You mightn't get in the score sheet and have a great game, but the score, as you said, nine points and then two ten, you know, in, in consecutive games with your backs against the wall, that's the sign of a great player. And obviously Quiva is since she burst onto the scene yeah. all those years ago. Absolutely, um, absolutely brilliant minor um back in twenty fourteen, one of the cornerstones of that team, which is the captain of that team that won the the the, the minor All Ireland in in in, in twenty fourteen, which which was a phenomenal an absolutely phenomenal success. But knowing Quiver, um, Quiver will be the first one to say that this is for the team, because that's oh, the yeah. type of attitude she has. She's such, such a, such a great team player, and um, I am absolutely thrilled for her. Um, when I got the news yesterday, like it, 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 it was just fantastic news in a in a great news week for Limerick and. Um, you know, it, it shouldn't be lost in all the good news that's gone around. Uh, that, that 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 the phenomenal achievement that is on the part of Quiva, you know, to 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 to, to be named Player of the Month. And Jack, she's after being named Player of the Month at a time at the peak time of the year. When and you touched on it there when you said, uh, you know, about all the, the leading counties, the so-called leading lights. Let's hope there'll be a new leading light by before this championship is over, but. All the leading lights were playing in the most important games of the year in the championship. And here she emerges on top of the pile, and rightly so. And, you know, um, we we, we shouldn't be in the slightest bit apologetic. And, um, you know, but uh, I'll tell you, I I don't want to discuss it, Jack. And I'm putting you on notice if if, if when the All-Star nominations come out, if she's not among them. And we talk but about she, the team then as well. Yeah, but she, she definitely should be in a nomination. That shouldn't be a question, but whether she get the All-Star now, we'll see. But a lot of them, times them are for the knockout stages. But again, a huge well done to Quiva. More good news for Adair as well. Um, I'm fairly sure she was at the Manor one those days. So uh, well done to Quiva, well done to Limerick, and we'll look forward to that quarterfinal next week. We have a semi-final 
for the ladies footballers this weekend to look ahead to match um for mana and if it's anything like their previous semi-final meeting that we had in i suppose just maybe march we're in for a treat we're in for a treat we're in for a difficult game jack um yeah. we're, we're in for a tough game um both sides have come into the semi-final having suffered a defeat um Limerick were in a three a three team group with with um, Antrim and New York and um lost narrowly to Antrim having led uh, early on have, have, were, were up as much as five points early on and um uh, just just couldn't see it out because you know on a day which Limerick Limerick did everything but win the football match you, you might say you know but um, they did a very, very convincing win over New York, which qualified them for the semi-final. Now, Fermanagh lost to Carlo in the championship. They, they, they've had a kind of a checkered um, um, progression to the to the to the semi-final. They beat they beat London and um, they lost Carlo, and they, they 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 got a walkover from Derry. Yeah. Is is is. You you seem to be checking it there. You you seem to be doubting it, or no, have I got no, it that right? No, you have it right. I was just I was looking at uh, I previewed on this morning, so I was just checking for my own notes. But I knew you had it right. I did this morning. Yeah, yeah, you know. So um, uh, like we, we we know how strong for men are. Um, but like in in fairness, going into the league semi final, Jack, for men were firm favourites to beat Limerick. Yeah. And they didn't, and they didn't, and um, um, like I tell you, Graham Shine, um, Jack, has assembled a very, very useful Limerick squad. Now I, I, I know, I know he turned back the clock um, uh, with recalling so many of the 2018 team, you know, but his his decision has been vindicated, Jack. Yeah, like. Catty Me, who missed out last year, is absolutely. I I think Catty is playing the best football of her life. I have I haven't seen her playing as well. She is absolutely in top top form. <coughs> and like he he could afford the luxury, and it is a luxury to let Katrina Davis on the bench the last day. Yeah. Because Mairead Mairead Kavanagh, who missed the first game, was away for the first game, had returned. And and Mairead came in instead of Katrina Davis. So to give you an idea of the the strength of the options, Amy Ryan is having a fantastic um, uh, renaissance since she moved to full forward. As you know, she was playing wing back during the league. Um, yeah. I, I I think she's playing a very very effective game at full forward, and I I honestly think it's her best position. But the, the heartbeat of that team and and. I'm talking about Cathy Me being so good. But Graham Shine's decision, or whoever's decision it was, to name Roisin Ambrose as the team captain was inspirational. She is absolutely phenomenal, Jack. Yeah. Her performances okay. are absolutely, absolutely phenomenal and inspirational. Um, the recall of Alva Quaid. Alva Neary Quaid. It was a big decision, big call player coming back into inter-county play after six six um six years. It has been a runaway success. 
as has the, as has the recall of Anya McGrath. I know Bemshine turned back the clock for the tried and trusted. He's done it very, very successfully. Got to the league final, you know, and um, as you know, talking with him, he 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 um, he had he has this beef about it should be two up and two down, <coughs> and he's he's probably he's probably right. I can't disagree with him on that one. No, and. He, because he, he feels that the progression of the team, where where it's going, um, you know that 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 they need to step out of Division Four at this stage because he, he's he's putting young players as well, and he's he's using them off the bench, the like of Rose Highland, the like of the like of Anna O'Dea, the like of Sarah Dillon. There's, there's a number of them. He have he he has blooded and given them um, uh, Cal Bateman and goal. He's he's given them chances and. Um, you know, to, to get game time at this level under that belt, he's he's assembled a very very strong side. Now, for men, I have a very good attack, Jack. Yeah, a very very good attack. We all know about Blahin Brog and um, Laura Grew, and of course they they they, they have Emer Smith at full forward, I, arguably one of the one of the best players. I probably you know playing the code outside of seeing a ranks. Um, would be comfortable in any company at any level, and as a serious forward. But it, you know, it, it's great to have somebody with the experience of Alva Quaid back around the edge of the square there now, um, where where um, you know Emma Smith would be most likely to cause the most trouble. So um, um, they've been brought in with Emma Smith in mind or Blahimbog, whoever goes in there, you know. So well, Bog will play centre forward. You know, Sarah Britton is another one that they have a very good forward that they have. Um, the top players seem to be loaded in the forwards. But we would we made progress against their defence, Jack. And yeah, that that, that was that was very evident in the turnaround. And I I think we got four goals on the day, didn't we? Yeah, it was four ten to three nine. I think it was a real shootout. Four ten, um, four ten to three nine. Yeah, that was that was it. We got four. We got, we got four goals. Uh, so, I think Rebecca uh, Lee got the last goal. And Marie Cavan got two, yeah. and Kathy Me got one. So it was a bit of a shootout. But yeah, uh, again, semi-finals are, are are there to be won. You know, and the harder show that at the weekend, you don't have to be at your best. Sometimes you just have to get over the line, well, and that'll be the message. Graham I, th I think Limerick Jack have improved. I think Limerick have improved and, and you know, measurably improved. And um, like the, the, there was that little gap there um, between the league and the championship for Limerick. No, <coughs> because there was no Munster championship. But um, it did, the same did not apply to Fermanagh because there were two junior teams in Ulster, Fermanagh and Antrim. And they very judiciously played a straight final over two legs, which meant that they got two games. <coughs> Excuse me. Now Antrim came out on top. Um, so um, after the two games, but there was very very little in it. But those two games were vital for both Antrim and for Mana. And H had Limerick got games, I'm, I'm convinced that it wouldn't be for Mana that we would be playing at the weekend would be Carlo because Limerick would have finished top of the group because Antrim came came to Brough that day on the back of those two tough games against Fermanagh in the previous weeks. Limerick were idle. Yeah, yeah you make an interesting point there. Look, again, it, it's just a, a game to be won. Limerick have got that experience of those two games now under their belt. 
Fermanagh too as well. So it, it's really finely poised. But I suppose well for Limerick that they have a win in the semi-final over Fermanagh already. They had lost a couple of league semi-finals and Ireland semi-finals that they've kind of got over that hoodoo now of getting to a final. Hopefully it'll be a second final for Graham Shiny side. That's well, half one. Let's hope we'll have 2018 all over again, Jack. You know, that that will be that that's the way things will pan out at the end of the day. Yeah, the double. Uh that's half one this Sunday in Kiltoom, and that game will be streamed live by the LJFA for anyone that wants to watch it or can't get to Roscommon on Sunday. Um before we finish up, Matt, we'll obviously look back on, on the opening round of the Limerick Senior Football Championship. Um, I could only get to, to one game. Um, that was the Friday night in, in Ballet Grand that we mentioned a while ago, and we might finish with that. But you were, I suppose we don't have to dwell too much because we didn't see all the games, but uh you know, it's only the first round. We have five group games again this year, so we'll have time to kind of digest and get to other games. But you were at Darren Galtic Gales, I know that. Um, and the other game you were at? I was, I, I was at Kildaimo Palace Kenry and, and um, St. Kieran's in the Bog Garden. And Jack, um, you know, we, we didn't know what to expect from, from, from Kildaimo Palace Kenry. They came up as, as, um, 2021 intermediate champions and um, as many of seven of the team that lined out in the county final for various reasons weren't available but Jack the performance that they put on for 50 minutes was phenomenal it was like as if it was like as if they were in playing singer all their life rather than on their maiden voyage in in, in senior football and um, they were four points up with 12 minutes to go, got a penalty, and um, <clears throat> for seven points, Stephen, uh, Peter Nash stepped up to it. He, he seemed to have done everything right, but somehow Ian Mackesy contrived to get across the goal and save it. It, it, was, it was the save of, you know, it was a match-defining save, and um, it, it was a game-saving change. Uh, save because you know at seven points I, I I couldn't see a road back but practically immediately um St Kieran's conjured up a goal that would be a contender for for um goal of the season even at this early stage but in its build up and you John Hayes and you Liam Kennedy you Dara Tracy all involved in setting up Seamus Mangan for a clinical finish. And um, suddenly it was a quick turnaround. Instead of it being a seven-point game, it was a one-point game. And at that stage, you sensed that Kildaimo, Palace, Kenry were losing their grip on the game. And that's the way it it, 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 it panned out. Now, um, Seamus Mangan, who was very, very quiet for the first 50 minutes, like he made a telling intervention in the closing stages. He got a goal and three points all from play. You know, which by any benchmark is an absolutely phenomenal return, and that, that that was one of the main reasons that they turned. You know, they got they got a couple of very good scores after reducing it to a point, and and um, but one couldn't Jack would feel sorry for Kildaimo Palace Kenry because you know it was a historic first appearance in the Limerick Senior Football Championship. And nearly so nearly became and could have so easily been a historic first win on a historic first day. But nearly um Kieran like for Kieran's like they hadn't as far as I know, 
Um, I don't think they've won they'd won a group stage game since 2019, you know. So I suppose there was probably a bit of share of nerves with them as well. And they'll use this as real, I suppose, motivation now that they've got a win in their belt. And obviously for KP that they know that they're they're at the level. Mm-hmm. You just be worried for them that once the hurling comes back in that having to go dual senior, um, it could be a problem. But a good first showing for them. Obviously, Adair and Gelty Gales, Adair were comfortable enough winners like they were. Um, in the semi-final last year, there was no Hugh Burke, no Tommy Childs on either side. What were your main takeaways from that game? Yeah, but just, just, just before, just a final point on Cairns, if you, if you don't mind, Jack. Um, yeah. Like Saint Cairns were coming off after a very, very good run in the league. Yeah. The the final of which they pushed um, Newcastle West to the very, very limit. So. Um, maybe they, there was a weight of expectation on St. Kieran's on the day. I don't know. But that is not to detract from one minute from Kildaimo Palaskinri. And the two goals came from the two wing backs, you know, which is <coughs> Kieran Barry and, and Limo Sullivan. You know, it'll, it'll just give you an idea of, of um, the, the way that they were pressing forward. Uh, Adair versus um, um, Galtie Gales. Stand up, Mikey Lyons. Take a bow. Eight points. You can't argue with it. You know, four from play, four from freeze. So, you know, fantastic performance by Mikey. Um, Like Galtie Gales, they they, they blew an awful lot of early chances, Jack. At a stage when they could have been keeping in touch with Adair because they rest into a three points lead early on. And, um, but then suddenly, um, Delty Gales, um, they, they, they rest into a three point lead and they didn't score again until the 20th minute. <coughs> at which stage, Conor Moriarty, <coughs> excuse me, opened, um, um, Delty Gales' account. But really, um, Look, Adair had the upper hand for the most part. Um, now, Galti Gales were down three big players. Yes, um, Adair were down Hugh Burke. And you mentioned that Tommy uh, Tommy Childs was missing. Morris O'Sullivan was missing. And very, yeah. very importantly for, for the Gales, Sean McGrath was missing. Course, Sean had yeah. picked up an injury three or four days before the game. And he is huge loss to him. Now, they did welcome back Sean Casey after a number of years abroad. But he will take, obviously take a bit of time to settle into the cut and trust of, of seeing a football championship again. But um, <clears throat> I thought overall, um, it, it, it was a game that Adair never looked like losing, Jack. Yeah. And um, the Gales never really, really threatened to, to to make a serious imprint on on, uh, once. They were happy to incrementally build a lead um, there and, and, you know, keep daylight between them. 13 points to six at the end of the day. Comfortable. Probably is a a reflection of what I witnessed anyway. Um, Disappointed for the Gales. They've got to pick it up um, this weekend, and we know who they're playing this weekend. I wouldn't want to be Galtie Gales. Are you, go- are, you go- are you back in goals, Jack, now that you're back in Ireland? No, I'm still injured. I don't know if I'll play it all this year or 
I don't know when I'll play again, but I'm still injured. But there's a very able deputy in my place, um, as was shown last Friday. As I said, and I came sick. in. And I am sick, yeah. Um, I came in from, I flew from Vegas to San Fran and that was delayed. So I didn't get into Dublin till, I suppose, two o'clock-ish. Missed my bus and I had to wait another two and a half hours. So I went straight from the airport to Belly Grand with no bags. So if there's anyone from Dublin Airport has myself or Kira's bag, um, I'd be really appreciative of that because I'm rotating three or four pieces of clothing. But yeah, straight to Belly Grand, I missed the start. The boys had a, had a good start. Uh, Killian Ferris got a goal and then there was kind of an innocuous enough goal that I think Jamie Sullivan has taken. But uh, conceded two soft goals then at the start of the second half. Um, by Lander, we had a men sent off as well. So by Landers were within four, but to be fair to the boys, did very well. Um, just kept Bellanders at bay. You know, Bellanders like to hold the ball. They're very comfortable. We'll go over and back, but um, a bit reliant on Jimmy Barry Murphy. Uh, They're kind of expecting him to not only set it up, but to score it himself. And we contained them to two, three. And I think two the two goals are the only goal scores from play. But um, you were talking about Mikey Lyons a while ago. Darren and was just out of this world. Um. I think anyone that has seen him play in the last year or so won't be surprised, but obviously we didn't get to see him for Limerick and obviously like he was his first year. So maybe a bit early, there was people in Cameron for him to come on against Cork. I think just the year inside there will do him the world of good and it has. And hopefully more of the same this weekend from him against Galtic Gales. Cause I knew you, I know you weren't there, Matt, but it was different level altogether. Um, by Landers couldn't get a hand on him. And I don't think anyone would like, I don't, that's not a slight by Landers, but brilliant performances all round. Um, Obviously, his brother Pad then was was back, back in the team as well. Like so, you had the experience there from Dranahans and just brilliant performances all around. So Pod's well. Um, we that was Group Two. So ourselves, Saint Kieran's and Adair all have two points, and none of them teams are meeting each other this weekend. And then in Group One, you had Clahan and Galbally had a draw. Newcastle West were winners cool. over Monaline two seven to eight, which I thought would be a lot closer. I think you did as well, and. Father Casey's then were the most comprehensive team over the weekend, 14-point winners over Ula. Um, you yeah, but heard Father Casey scored 2-4 and time added on. Yeah, I heard that all right. But still... They went on a scoring blitz. For Father Casey's, I know we weren't at the game, but you know that'll give them a big boost because we've, we've, we're talking a length about the talent they have. It's kind of translating onto the field and... They might have scored 2-4 late on, but they still were really comprehensive in that game by all accounts. Newcastle, oh, no, absolutely. That, that's not that's not to detract from them, you know. It, it was probably only the icing and the cake, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, <coughs> again, Newcastle and Casey's aren't meeting this week. They can go both on to four points. Obviously, Colin Galbally drew the, the first day. But um, it, again, look, there's five games. You don't want to read too much into the early round games, especially weren't at them. But we will, we will give our predictions, as always. Um, mm. But, but, but just before we go there now to the predictions, Jack, um, Kieran O'Callaghan, everybody knows him quite well. Um, everybody feared him for many years. Kieran lost his mum during the week and we'd like to send our sympathy to him and also to Danny Froon, who has lost his granddad this week. Um, we send out our condolences to all those and look, anytime we lose someone from the J family, it's keenly felt um so again as sincere as condolences to both those families um 
we'll go on to predictions, Matt, and we will start with Group One. Um, I suppose I'll just get up the table from the first week. You're leading after Round One. Um, I picked Monaline, you picked Newcastle. Fairly foolish to back against the champions, but I did say they'd split it with the hurling, so I'm going to back Newcastle now for the Hur- or Monaline for the hurling. But we both had Casey's, both had a dare, both at St. Kieran's. You had them to win by three points, which they did, and I had Ballystein. So that's the the nature of it after after one weekend. But we'll uh, we'll go into this weekend, Matt. We'll start with Group One, um, and as I'm looking at here, Newcastle West versus Ula. I'm 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 going for Newcastle West by six. NCW by six. I have him by five. Um, again, no slight on Ula, but it's just about what Newcastle have. Mm. Um, and obviously Ula don't have the likes of Dardunovan and Rich English and these boys, Barry, Matt Ryan, them jaws. So we'll see. And there's a couple of a couple of lads away as well in America, so that they they they're a bit understrength at the minute. And um, you know, I I I think Newcastle West will win that. Um. um Obviously, now that we're back to the five-match format, I think they'll want to get the job of, of um, you know, putting qualification to bed as soon as possible, you know. Yeah, Monaline and Galbally? I'm going for Monaline. Galbally were lucky the last day. I was talking to one of them in the week. Um, they were lucky to snatch a late, late draw against, with a goal against the late, uh, against Cahan. Um, I, I, I'm going for Monaline to bounce back and, and win that one. Um, right. Like it's you know, Monaline are going to be in trouble if they don't win that one in terms of qualifying for the league. Tidden, but they they it's 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 a hallmark of 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 Monaline to come late in the championship and qualify. I'm going for them to win by four points. Yeah, I had four down. I'm going to go five. Uh, just as you said, they'd want to get one on the board. Um, Galbally obviously had that cushion of a point, but um. Yeah, I was actually saying it. I was actually saying it to the, to the player I met. I said, "Look, you you have a very valuable point on the board, which could prove to be very valuable." You know. Yeah, um, and then the final game of the group uh, for Casey's versus Clahan. Casey's obviously won in Clahan with that draw. I'm going for Casey's by three. Casey's by three. Uh, I have Casey's by five. Um, I know it was late, the late show, like, but if they can get it to click, um. Father Casey's, they're as good as anyone in that competition. So we're all said Newcastle, Monoline, Casey's. Um, I'd say we could have a difference now on this side of the draw. We'll start with the there versus Glen Palace. Um, just run through those games Newcastle West versus Ula Saturday in Kilmallock at half seven. Um, Casey's versus Clahan is tonight at half seven in Eskeaton, uh, tonight being Friday. And then Monoline versus Galbally is Sunday in Kilbreedy at two o'clock. Uh, going to Dare and Kildion Palace Kennery, it's Saturday at half seven in the Bog Garden. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going for a Dare by six. Dare by six. I have a Dare by five. I think the last few work now is big for them, but as you said, they have Mikey Lyons step up and they have Robbie as well and they have these riches. So And they're very good in the group stages. David Lyons picked up a knock very early on against Galtie Gales. He went off after about, I think, just 14 minutes. Okay. And Davy De- 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 would be a loss, you know, but whether he'll have recovered or not, you know, um, I think the turnaround might come against him. Yeah. Uh, the um, quick turnaround, so he, I think he'd probably be in a race against Timer under pressure. Yeah, I think Carl Downs could be back for Kildare Palace. I don't think he was playing the first day, I think. Yeah, I understand that Carl Downs will be back. So that could hearing. be a, a momentum swing as well for Kildare Palace. I'm uh, going with five, yeah. you're saying six. Uh, 
Ballystine versus Galtic Gales. I'm going for Ballystine by two. No, it's about time you backed us. <laughs> uh, I've Ballystine by three. Um, to be a revenge on the mind from last year, you were at that game. I was in goals, and look, we never got to the pitch of the game, and Galtic Gales are deserved winners, so we own one for that. And Bally Landers against St. Kieran's. I'm going, I'm going for Bally by two. Bally by two. Yeah, I thought now, all right. Um, and you've shown, I suppose, in recent years, and backs against the wall. Um, obviously last year in the, the relegation side of it that mm-hmm. when needs be by Landers often come up with the win but I'm going with St. Kieran's. you mentioned their league form already they have that win they kind of got that monkey over their back just to, to get the W like so I'm going Kieran's by two so we're we're in agreement with everything bar that by Landers is St. Kieran's game so again mm-hmm. you've tipped your own and I've gone against you it worked last week I don't really mind this week which way it goes but yeah um, but yeah, um, you know, I feel that the extra week with Ify Fitzgerald now um, back back on board, um, and like he, he will have seen what what you know what they're capable of or what they're not capable of in the game against Palestine, and he will have learned from it. And um, I I I I feel that I, I feel that Bally might might just turn it around. I, um, you know, having said that, how good um, uh, Kildare Palace Kenry were and. Um, I was a bit disappointed with St. Kieran's because I I had expected quite a bit more of them, um, particularly in light of their um, their league run, um, and you see it, it, it's when a team when a team gets to the knockout stages of the league, the way the league is structured now, they're getting up to the pitch of Championship Forum or near it, you know. Yeah. So um. I, I was a bit disappointed with with St Kieran's, but I, I I have no doubt St Kieran's, you know they're 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 going to take great heart um, from from the win over Kildare Palace Kenry because they were devoid of um of of a group stage win for the last couple of years and they had they had him they did for them they had an uncharacteristic brush with relegation they were involved <coughs> in relegation um, <coughs> spats in. Uh, in success in successive years and you know the target for for um for um St Kieran's now with a break coming up in the championship you know win your football match on saturday night you have four points you have virtually banished the specter of relegation yeah pretty much you'd imagine you so, know yeah, so huge, there, 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 there's a big there's a big prize there for them but equally on the other side for Ballylanders lose two games and although there's three more to go, but you're almost already embroiled in a relegation scrap. Yeah, so even though there's there's three games that have to go out this weekend, a lot could be decided. We've seen that these things change. Obviously, the intermediate, the Premier Junior and Junior Championship run as well, they're, all those results are on the website. Just we're running out of time here. There's 70 minutes on the clock. So once the, the inter-county scene is finished, we can do way more about the club. But for now, you can have to split it evenly. So uh, I think 70 minutes, Matt, is plenty there. We've got through the, the inter-county stuff, the club stuff. Um, any other business that we're missing? No, I think we have it fairly comprehensively covered, Jack. Yeah, and you know? I suppose we have the games at the weekend. We have the club football games. But in the back of your mind, you're looking forward. Yeah. Next weekend, you have the Camogie in the, in the quarterfinals. You could have an All-Ireland Ladies football final look forward to, but you do have the big one. The All Ireland Senior Hurling final look forward to. We will do a full preview on that next week, um, solely on that game, and we can look at the other things. 
in a different podcast. But call it a week out, Matt, next Sunday. Call it? Yeah. I'll call it a week out or two days out or three days out, Jack. I'm calling Limerick. Yeah, and I suppose look, we called this a year out, really, that we fancied yeah. Limerick to get back there. They're one game away. They've been so good to us over the last yeah. uh, last five or six years, and John, John Kiley um, will be the, the cherry on top. So here's open. But for now, uh, Jack, before, you to... we, before we go, can we just spare a thought for one of our own, Lee O'Connor, who yeah. came so close to an absolutely fantastic win with awfully minor hurlers? Yeah, we were watching it yeah. in the in the Clanliff House, uh, it's just beside Crow Park, it's kind of an adopted Limerick pub at this stage, it was lovely colour, and everyone was going for Offaly, um, not just for Leo, but obviously it was it was this point for Leo, but just to see an underdog, um, and it's, I suppose it shows how far we've come from 94, that we were supporting uh, Offaly in All-Ireland final, but to those young lads, like... Absolutely, but in, in fairness, Leo has done a fantastic job, and, you know, I felt gut-wrenched, Gutted for him, absolutely, because he had I had been speaking to him the previous Sunday. And, um, you know, he has put so much into it over the last three years. And, you know, has come so close. Um, like it was a... Oh, look, it was a heartbreaking win to... Um, um, to heartbreaking way to win the championship. But we say, Leo, keep your, keep your chin up. You've done a fantastic job. Yeah, and we saw what the Limerick minor team did... Um, that we mentioned before, that last 2014 All Ireland final, what they've gone on to achieve. So, for Afghanistan's mm-hmm. sake and for Leo, like, you know, that that could be the, the stepping stone. But yeah, really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking to some people from Tip, they were even saying, you know, not that it diluted the win, but they themselves felt sorry for Afghanistan, you know, that did the whole country bear Tip behind them and even some parts of Tip. So, Hearts go out to them boys, but I'm sure they'll bounce back and they've done their county proud and, and Leo has done himself and, and Offaly and the people of Limerick as well proud. But uh, all systems go for the All-Ireland tier, Matt. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you to everyone that listened. And we'll be back next week. Look forward to an All-Ireland final uh, and probably more. But for now, thank you and goodbye. Cheers, Jack. The impression again, we get old with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it in the morning about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar and the back of it and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.